He's finally free to join us. <laughs> we uh, we brought a guest with us yeah. this week. Talk the news with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff that's prevalent in there that he can probably give us a little more insight about than, than we can probably give. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're tired of hearing us talk, even though no one listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have, uh, if you have been listening to this podcast... You probably haven't been listening since the beginning. I know you haven't been listening since the beginning, but within the first, <laughs> within the first couple of episodes, we had Chop on. He's a very good friend of ours, yeah. a gamer. He's a streamer. He streams video games. And a streaker. And that, too. <laughs> Sometimes at the same time. That makes for interesting streaming. <laughs> he somehow carries the computer, carries... His console with him. I'm not sure how he does it. <laughs> hey, when you're streaking, you, you have a lot more holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot more compartments. Like, I was going to say it was like a backpack, but okay. <laughs> you know what? I never thought about that. <laughs> so we have Chop here. Chop, um... For everybody out there, tell us a little about yourself. Um, so my real name is Alfredo Bayaka. I go by Poke Chop. Uh, my streaming name is Elite Gengar. I stream mainly Black Ops Three. Um, I've been uh, like, with the uh, plugs already. We have any? Yeah, <laughs> we're not even a couple minutes into this podcast. He's already Twitch.tv slash Elite Gengar. Come check me out. No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing a, a lot of Black Ops Three. Um, I've been playing Pokemon since the beginning, but mainly I play Call of Duty. Um, and I'm probably going to start streaming uh, The Division when that comes out on Tuesday. It's exciting. Um, and your streams are definitely worth watching. And you're an entertaining dude. I try. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're getting wrecked. I mean, it's still. At least I'm naked. Yeah, I mean, you're getting wrecked. You're still very entertaining. <laughs> I scream like a little bitch. So we're going to start the show off like we always do. And since it's been a little while since we've recorded, hopefully we'll have a nice jam-packed session of what we've no. done in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Joey, what have you done in the last couple of weeks since the last time we recorded? Um, okay. I haven't been doing a whole bunch of anything. Uh, I've actually finally been playing through. Uh, Castle Wolf Assigned the Old Blood. I'm in chapter four of that game. It's been a long time since I played it. I looked, okay, when I put the fucking thing in and the game booted up and went to my save file, the last time I played it was in November. Dang. And uh, finally started playing it again. Been playing it at least like an hour or two after work if I can. But it's been fun. I finally got into this part where you get to the German village and you just slaughter a bunch of Nazis that were trying to come into this tavern. And then, uh, so far, like all the creepy stuffs about the heart is about to happen. So I'm finally looking forward to that. Um, I just got done watching through all of Futurama. Um, 
it was good. Obviously, Futurama's fun is fun to watch. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, just kind of the ending felt kind of weird. I like the ending, but the yeah, ending's it, nice. It's just it's weird. I feel like it out of place almost because you don't really feel that Fry and Leela have like a relationship that warrants them getting married at the end of the series. Well, they've had like a back and forth for yeah, ever. but that's all it's been so. was back and forth, and like like I'm like okay, it's not bad, but like yeah, it's like, but finally finished that, and so now I'm looking for something new to watch. And now uh, the Oscars happened, but we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> um, and oh, I finally saw Deadpool yeah. um, a while ago. I think I've seen it like twice so far, and it's yeah. been fucking. I love it. It's fucking incredible. It's, 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 the, yeah, it's so, so the best comic book movie to come out this year. I think it's one of, like that and Dread by far were the best ones to come. And out. it just it's just one of those movies where it's just so different from all the like Marvel movies that we've gotten so far, mm-hmm. where it's just this huge change in like the way that hopefully we'll see movies in the future. Yeah, and we'll talk about how you know that's a fa- that may or may not be affecting movies a little later. But yeah, I went to go watch that, I think, the weekend it came out. I went to uh, a bar nearby, had a couple drinks, then went to go watch the movie, which only made it even better. Yep. I would assume um, so. It is just, it's like a fun movie, and it definitely keeps It's so that, fun. It's so fun to watch. It, it, you can definitely tell that it's a passion project for, for everybody involved. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember like when uh, the Deadpool movie has been a rumor and has been something that says has been in development since the end of Blade Trinity mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Reynolds was like the guy who was saying I really want to play Wade Wilson in this movie and he finally gets to and he was perfect he in this movie rocked he it, rocked the shit oh, out of that man. entire movie and the, the funny thing is too is like his career has been on this weird downslope because he's just been in the, these chick flicks rom-coms and stuff and they <laughs> that's, that just have not been doing well and then the R.I.P.D. movie didn't do too well either, and a couple other stuff. He like he's been just been floundering, but this is kind of like finally like kind of reviving that short career he's had for a he little can, bit. He can ride Deadpool probably until the day he dies. Yeah, pretty much. He yeah. can do like at least like four movies. Like I think like this is a movie that lends itself to doing like an absurd number of sequels. Mm-hmm. Like because it would just amount of sequels. Mm-hmm. Like, like just like, exactly <laughs> just because like it would just make sense for the character and even then just have him be like have the next Deadpool movie not even called Deadpool two have it called Deadpool three and just completely ignore <laughs> events that happened in Deadpool two. Yeah. And, until like Deadpool three happens, it'd be it'd be perfect. It, I think it's perfect. one of those movies where I would love to see like a like for the sequel. I'm sure, like I want to see a section where it's like the studio comes in in the middle of a fight scene and it's like, nope, we don't have the budget for this. <laughs> so it just kind of shows a little montage of him like going out and pandering for money and like you know. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's it's poorly illustrated with crayon and stuff. It's just a slideshow of different stuff that's that was supposed to happen. Oh man, that'd be like, hey. Uh, you know, I Fox, just hope that they like keep, pay us money and we'll come up with a new Deadpool. <laughs> I just movie hope for they you. keep like the budget restrictions like they did for this movie because I feel like that really helped it from getting way too over the top yeah. as far as like I think CG that was a big and like everything like that. Um, I think as long as they kind of 
don't go too crazy yeah. with that, then we're going to be okay. It's it's funny too because like that like like what was the budget on this thing like fifty five million dollars and it was uh, like those like mid level budgets to where it's not you know like a ten million dollar budget for a movie to where the um, the studio is just going to be like yeah we don't care if it doesn't make any money um, to like you know the hundred million dollar movie to where it's like this needs to make money and it's yeah. like the fifty five million dollar and seventy million dollar budget is so hard to work with because if you don't make any money it's enough to where the studio's going to say okay we're not going to make any more of these but also like less enough to really like it's not going to let you put it as far as you really want to make the movie so the fact that they were able to pull it off is fucking astounding like whoever like whoever greenlit that movie and like signed off on the price tag and everything those people are getting a fucking huge yeah bonus. they are Hell yeah because like, you got like that movie got greenlit like 24 hours after that like leaked footage of yeah. uh, the CGI Deadpool stuff mm-hmm. and pretty much like that entire like opening scene was taken from that I'm glad yeah. that they did that in the beginning because I was like okay I've already seen this I'm glad it's not like later where I'm going to be like halfway through the movie and then be hit with something I've already seen before mm-hmm. so I'm glad they just ripped that band-aid off right away and I was like alright cool this is fine and I love the opening credits too a film by some tool <laughs> produced by some douchebag starring <laughs> some pretty boy I know from the beginning like I was already hooked yeah and like just, just, just that title it's... sequence I was mm-hmm. like okay this is this is going in the direction that it needs to go. It does, yeah, it did. I, I loved it. And the fact the ending, too, was just a complete homage to the ending sequence of yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the fact they even did like part of the music is the boom, boom, and then, like, that's how it ended, too. I was like, this is perfect. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait until. And is they end like a blind owl, like, I didn't expect them to really put in the movie all that much. Actually, actually had like a pretty decent amount of screen time and was hilarious. Mm-hmm. In that entire movie, despite like uh, like okay, what, what were your guys' favorite lines in the movie? Because <laughs> like I I have a few like my I don't my, know if I can think of like any fav- favorite lines. I can definitely think of like some favorite sequences. One that made me really happy was having Deadpool cut his own arm off <laughs> because so many times you have these characters who are invincible, mm-hmm. but you never see them take advantage of that yeah. right you you truly saw that in Deadpool there he's like oh shit I'm tied up so it's gonna cut my arm off cause it's gonna grow back anyway so <laughs> and, then, and then when he gets back he's just all like I bet my bit looks huge in this hand <laughs> <laughs> oh man I can never look at a unicorn the same again no I can't oh, shit. that entire sequence was like oh you weren't supposed to see that and they still linger on it for like a good like 10 seconds uh, yeah. of him just jerking oh, off with this, with this fucking unicorn no but I I think my favorite line, um, and I, off the top of my head, I can't remember the whole thing, but I know he whispers to her, and he says, um, like, somewhere in this house, you'll find the cure for cancer. Or not the cure for cancer. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah by the way, he's like, uh, somewhere somewhere on the floorboards, you'll find uh, 10 kilos of coke and the cure for that's blindness. It, yeah, that's <laughs> and then, and then he leaves, line. and oh, then we, because that's my favorite one, too, and then Weasel says... Do you want to get fucked up? <laughs> like, that was so fucking perfect. Oh man, that, that entire that entire movie was gold. It was so oh, good, so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, I think it's it's obviously a very good thing. We're obviously very happy yeah. about the movie and everything. My only thing that worries me is that Hollywood will take the wrong lessons from this. Yeah, and say, oh, people just want a movie that has cursing and like this random fart, type of humor, essentially fart joke humor, yeah. right? And 
I don't want that to be it because no. that's obviously it's it works because it's Deadpool. Yeah. Like um, these, like it, character loyalty was the reason why this movie worked so perfectly. It stayed so true to the comics, exactly. And I think that's and why then the a lot people, people behind it. it were just the writers were as passionate about right. it. Ryan Reynolds is, is obviously been yeah, he's a huge in love Deadpool with this man. idea for <laughs> yeah. for years upon years upon years. So you know, it's just I hope they don't take the wrong lesson. Yeah. From it. Pretty much, like so, I'm kind of half thinking that uh, with this, I think. Well, we can just talk about this now. I mean, right after this, they essentially was like, "Oh, well, the last Wolverine movie is supposed to be rated R." Wolverine, yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, um, this was already rated beforehand. But the uh, the uh, the home release of Batman vs Superman is going to be R rated. Yeah, that's really? weird. Yeah. Which I mean, that was already done before Deadpool came out and mm-hmm. had this huge success. But still. You know, it's just they're really ramping up the fact that it's R rated. Like, yeah. like R rated. Yeah. <laughs> Which just with Batman versus Superman, it just makes me think like, well, I want to watch the R rated version. I don't mm. want to watch the PG thirteen version in yeah. theaters. So yeah. you know, it's like, come on. Yeah, they might be shooting themselves in the foot. And, 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 and the producers for Wolverine came out and were like, oh, we were planning on making this a rated R movie no, in the first place. But no. it's like, Bullshit. no, come on. You saw that you can get away with it. And as long as your budget's, like, not too crazy, then you can get away with it. Like, you know? And it's weird, too, because uh, Wolverine is a hyper-violent character in the comic books. Yeah. I mean, like, he legitimately kills people in the comics, like, all the goddamn time. And now they're finally going to be, oh, we, we're going to make this rated R Wolverine See, movie. If they really wanted to make a good Wolverine movie, it would have been rated R in the first place with Origins mm-hmm. and then that fucking weird Japan one. And then See, that's why I was, ex- I was excited to get that rated R off of Wolverine from, mm-hmm. because... Like, um, in the beginning, I didn't, like, all those earlier movies, I didn't feel like that was truly Wolverine. Yeah, pretty much. And now we actually get a Wolverine movie. Yeah, so, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of, like, torn. Like, I think there's, like, more possibility now. And there's going to be a lot more characters people are going to take chances on. Like, I'm kind of happening, like, maybe we'll get a good Ghost Rider movie this time. (laughs) But then I keep thinking, like, as long as Nick Cage is still alive. I was going to say, Nick Nick Cage is going to take that job again. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to take that job again. He's like, oh, you guys make another Ghost Rider movie? I'll be in it. I'll be in it for like, like you know, a bag of Skittles and twenty bucks, and <laughs> just uh, just buy me like lunch at McDonald's, and we'll be cool. Yeah. Oh, and like ten million dollars, so I can pay off my massive debt, and you know, like. But other than that, that's all I've been doing. What about you guys? Have you been um, doing anything important? Obviously, watched Deadpool. Enjoyed it very much. Um, as far as video games go. Um, I play just a little bit of the division beta. Um, I got in like I, I got home on Sunday night and was like, "Oh fuck, today's the last day of that." <laughs> so I log on and um, I only got to play about like two hours or so before the server got shut down. Um, but that seems pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I really seem to be it's it, it's Destiny, but set in New York and obviously not with crazy jumps and like you know. Monsters and everything. Yeah, it's just special, super yeah. sci-fi, yeah. interplanetary stuff. It's very, it's very much grounded in in real life. And I thought it was supposed to be like near future stuff, though, with like all the crazy technology that they have. Yeah, like I mean, the weird drones and well, kind of like when, when I played the beta, I didn't get any drones or anything okay. like that. It was just hey, um, that might be more high, higher level yeah, stuff that yeah. didn't happen in the beta. Um, but it's a very like it's like a one to one. 
um, as far as your character yeah. goes, of like New York and everything. So I'm like, I could like buy this and justify it as an interactive map of New York. <laughs> so you know, if I ever go there, I know where I'm going, and like I know all the shortcuts. <laughs> make a left here. He's I know there's gonna be thugs that appear right here and try. And my base is right. Wait, wait, where the fuck is Where's my base? base? <laughs> and he's like, Johnny, if you ever do go to New York, don't go through any of the alleyways. They're not shortcuts. They're filled with bums and rapists. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. My favorite. They're probably the same thing. The same person too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, I played a little of that. Um, I bought Fire Emblem Fates. Oh, nice! Been playing that. Um, I've put like thirty hours into that game already. Yeah. Um, I'm. It just. It's. It's such a. I love Fire Emblem games, and I. And this this is, may sound really weird, but I have a weird guilty pleasure about the like romance aspect of that game, and like, being like oh, I'm gonna pair up these two characters. Oh my god, their relationship is blooming. Oh, oh Johnny, my god, no. kid. Oh my god, the kid is so strong. It's just like it, I play Harvest Moon. I understand. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of which, since I'm airing out my dirty laundry, I have also been watching The Bachelor. <laughs> A pretty fucking great show. So, um, I then yeah, oh. glad, glad that you guys. So this is the last episode of the Chopping Block. Um, Johnny just wanted everybody to be like, I watched The Bachelor too. Oh, let's talk about it. it is like, <laughs> but but I cast that line and nobody bit, and now I'm gonna go home. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, so I've been watching that. Um, Ann and I have gone into oh this show called, and, and it's it's. This is one of the greatest premises for a show, and I'm very upset that I didn't know it existed before. Um, it's on MTV. It's called Catfish, the TV show. So if you guys know what catfishing is. I remember hearing about it. Right. So catfishing is when you pose as someone else online mm-hmm. and, you know. You trick somebody into it. Said, but so this is, there was a catfish documentary, and this is the show um, essentially hosted by the people who were in the documentary but they people reach out to them they go to them and talk to them about because they've been in an online relationship with someone whether it be like six months or there's even someone who had been talking to someone for like 10 years Dang never dude. met them, like video chatted and stuff and then they like take the person to go meet the person they've been chatting to most of the time, it's not who they expect. And it is, like, just, like... There's, like, some 40-year-old dude with a beer gun. Shit, my Tinder profile says I'm 6'4", 205 in black. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not here, he's not that. I so. am. You don't know. <laughs> but, so, that's a fun show to watch. We've been kind of cowering through that. Um... That just seems so mean spirited, and that's coming from me. <laughs> that just yeah. seems so I mean, mean. That's, that's so fucked up. It, it's it's one of those things where sometimes it like works out, and like the person wasn't lying about their appearance just for whatever reason. They were like too scared or embarrassed or whatever it might be, and then sometimes people make a genuine connection. You're like, oh, that's really cute, but then other times. Someone's getting trolled by like a dude's getting trolled by a dude. Like it's just oh, like <laughs> obviously. And when you see that, you're just like, 
Oh my god, this is fucking insane. It was like if, if superheroes were, were a real thing, that's like someone's super villain origin or something. Like, <laughs> damn, this is mean. Back in the day when I was catfishing. <laughs> so, so was catfish man. I thought that was that was pretty pretty great show that we've been watching. Uh, but I think that's about it as far as uh, stuff I've been doing the last couple of weeks. What about you, Chop? What have you been doing since the last time you were on the show? Well, I already, I already went you over know, like the six well, months ago. Yeah, I already, I already went over what I've been doing. I just been playing Call of Duty. It's Call Pretty of Duty. Much, yeah. Uh, I mean, Awakening came out uh, well yesterday, mm-hmm. actually. How's that? Um, so Awakening's really different. Like, um, I just, you know, it's it's with any DLC. You just have to get used to the maps, get used to the hard point. Um, Is it more like? Um, because I feel like they did a little better about adding essentially levels to maps. Yeah. Right. So there's a map called Skyjack, which is hijacked from Black Ops 2. Um, if you guys ever played Black Ops 2. No. So um, what Skyjack is like three different levels because it's, it's on a boat. And then the, one, the thing that makes this different is um, now you can wall run on shit. In Black Ops Three, so people are wall running and ended up and like being like right in back of spawn. So mm-hmm. it gets a little annoying. It's a really close quarter map um, with tri levels. It's, it, it makes it really interesting, especially for hardpoint because um, hardpoint are like, you, shotgun. you can't. Yeah. yeah, you can't fucking like. I'll be at the hardpoint, but I'm not on the right level. So I'm like, what the fuck? Where is this shit at? Yeah. That seems like it can get kind of annoying. Yeah, and as long as I th- I like games that have those levels. Um. But at the same time, sometimes it's just real fun to just have a single playing field. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about looking up or, like, having someone swim up from the depths and, like, you know, <laughs> murder you. So, it uh, was good to hear. So, it has the uh, Elite Gengar seal of approval. It has the Elite Gengar Worth seal checking of out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, PS4... They've had this Awakening like DLC now, yeah. for forever. Xbox finally got it. So I'm really happy, really happy to get them, really happy to play them. All right. So since we're talking about video games, and since we're talking about Call of Duty, we can jump in right into the first news story, Yay. which is, um, I think it's, I could be wrong, but I think it's off of the Steam Marketplace. But Steam put up uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 multiplayer standalone, uh, for $15 like uh, you know, this is a couple weeks ago I think it's off the market now but I, what do you guys think about that so like what would you do you play Call of Duty for the multi or for the single player campaign at all no so I, I haven't even touched the campaign so so you would benefit from this if they came out with a $15 standalone oh absolutely um, you know just because it, it's pretty much everything, no uh, no zombies and no single player. Mm-hmm. Just straight multiplayer. <laughs> you can play all the modes and do everything pretty much exactly the same. I'm only surprised they didn't do this sooner, mm-hmm. in all honesty. It seems like something that they should have done like a few years ago. Well, the only thing is, I understand why not, because... If you can get $60 from someone mm-hmm. when they're only going to pay for what they're pricing at $15 worth mm-hmm. of you know content, Game, yeah. why aren't you going to pick up that extra yeah. you know, 35 bucks? That's true. $45. Okay. So, and it makes sense why they haven't. If you, they can hook you on the full product for $60, bucks, they are going to get you for $60 bucks and not for $15. Um, but I can see this being a pricing model if... 
in the future, which I predict will probably happen when Call of Duty games start to kind of decline. Mm. Uh, you know, it's only a matter of time before that starts happening. But I mean, it, it already started it started happening with um, Advanced Warfare, with Ghost, with definitely um, with Ghost. Yeah, I definitely feel like Ghost. there was like, like uh, it was declining, and then they made Black Ops Three, and Black Ops Three really it feels like the old school Call of Duty games. So kind of like took took a little resurgence. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know a lot of people are on Black Ops Three right now. Like it's um, it's I think it's top five, uh, it's top five streaming game right now. Hmm. So yeah, it's like a really big resurgence with this. Um, but as far as the, you said, there's no zombies. No zombies. No That's kind of just, just no single player. Just like, a straight multiplayer. You can play all the game modes. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. See, I I wish Xbox would have done that because I would have bought that for sure. Yeah. Because I I don't touch campaign. I don't touch zombies. All I do is just grind out on multiplayer. See, and I'll play the campaign, but I never feel satisfied. Yeah. It's uh, just like, eh, if I could spend fifteen dollars for the multiplayer only, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. You know? I always came from the whole like, if I can play the campaign and kind of get the controls down a little bit and just do that before I get my shit wrecked on Xbox Live, then that's the main reason why I play the campaign. But for $15, I'll get wrecked online and yeah. figure out the yeah, yeah. That's that's true. True. <laughs> I know, like, from, from 60 to 15? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I, mean, I think they would just, like, get more people who would just buy it, though. Yeah. Instead, I mean, like, you're going to have at least three or four times more people $15 who buy it at 15 bucks. easier price point than $60. Yeah. So, and someone who is going to be like, oh, well, my friends are playing Maybe I'll hop on and play a couple times. Fifteen dollars is easier to pay than sixty dollars. Exactly, because then once you pay sixty dollars, you feel more of a commitment to it. You feel like you need to actually play through it. I mean, the only reason why I bought the game is because you guys said, you know, we're all going to be playing Black Ops Three, and I was like, okay, fuck, I'm going to drop sixty bucks <laughs> on this fucking game so I can play it. Had it come, had this uh, been in a situation that arise sooner, then yeah, I would have just been like, let me pay fifteen bucks. Yeah, because yeah. then I feel like it it wouldn't even be a question for me. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, fucking, I'll pay fifteen. So I can play multiplayer with friends. Um, whereas sixty dollars, you're like, eh, maybe I can wait until it goes on sale yeah, or definitely. you know, something along those lines. Um, in other news, um, did you guys ever visit game trailers mm-hmm. in your youth? Say really. I have. To be honest, not really. No, not really. I think I, I, think I caught some of their stuff on YouTube a couple times. Yeah, but that's really about it. I can't. I can't even discern what their content was in the first place. It used to like it was before YouTube was really a big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would tend to put video game trailers up there. Um, so it's kind of like the go-to place that people went to for uh, for trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was last week or the week before they were uh, officially closed down. They've been bought out uh, a couple times, and I think finally whoever bought them out was just like, this isn't bringing us any revenue. Shut, shut, shut down. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of sad. Um, it makes sense, though. It's like, if you want to watch a game trailer, all you have to do is just look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? they, everybody has it. Or just... Like, back, down, like back in the games. day, back in the day, it would make sense to watch it on game trailers. Right. They were kind of innovating with that. Yeah. And, but now the publisher themselves, they're just putting it out there on YouTube themselves yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, I mean... And there's again, they're gonna pay to put it on the front page in the first place, right? So, you know, it's just to, it's been a matter I, of time, if I guess. If anyone is concerned, I would say there's no need to be concerned for game media, mm-hmm. um, not because something like this, just because they were. 
I think it's a very much a product of its time. Yeah. You know, it's very unfortunate that the people who worked there were laid off and everything, but, um, you know, they had their time. They pretty much uh, innovated in a lot of new ways, the way they streamed content or, you know, streamed content and mm-hmm. put content up. Um, but, you know, I guess time's kind of just got ahead of them. Yeah. So it's sad, but I thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. Um, sucks to be them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Harsh, man. In, in other news, um, Todd Howard at Bethesda was talking, and uh, they came out and said that they're working on three new long-term projects. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. which is great to hear because for so long, uh, Bethesda Studios has um, been strictly Fallout Elder Scrolls, just kind of switching off between right, them. Pretty much. So to know that they're working on three new things, we can assume one of them is Elder Scrolls, right? Mm-hmm, um, of course. And two other things, which hopefully would be like new IPs. Um, it makes me happy to hear that either they're kind of like splitting up their team into two groups to work on different things. Or at the very least, they have more things planned. So hopefully we get releases more often out mm-hmm. of them. Because um, right now it's usually like a five or six year schedule before we get something Jesus. new out of them. I know. When did um when did Skyrim come out? Dude, back in 2011. It was eleven eleven. And it's life That's life right. Cycle. So damn five five years ago. And people are still playing it, dude. Oh, I love people that. People are still I, fucking dude, grinding I'll, their way through it. And, yeah, I'll, I'll get through it and then create a new character, and, mm-hmm. and it feels like a whole new game. Yeah, and even then, some people are still like on their first character, still just they're just trying yeah. to complete everything. Yeah, which is I nuts impossible. But yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense why their games are you know take so long to develop. They obviously put a lot of time into them, but if they can kind of break that cycle where we. Um, almost have like a Call of Duty kind of a thing where they kind of cycle studios like you know maybe obviously it's just one studio but if they kind of split their workforce a little bit Mm -hmm. and have one team start working on something while the other one is polishing up the end of something else shorten that cycle a little bit take it from it would be four years because Fallout came out in 2015 and then Skyrim in 2011 uh, take that four-year cycle, cut it in two, mm-hmm. cut it in half. You know, I think that would really help them. See, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with that because when Call of Duty, Call of Duty was just spitting out games like that, it was kind of like, oh man, another one. And then but people just stop playing too. Yeah, oh, Call of Duty is like no. every year. Yeah. Um, but I you guess, mean just like what, what you were like, saying with every two years? That's yeah. not too bad. But I just don't want the quality of the game to go down. Yeah, and that's that's obviously a concern, yeah. but. I mean, like, and even then, like, a, like a quality, like, one-off game, like, every two or three years or something like that from them, instead of, like, having a series. Because after a while, you just get tired of, like, okay, I have, like, four Fallout games. Yeah. And, you know, I don't play through the first three as much as I'm playing this new one. It's just kind of like, I mean, like, I don't think there's a problem with them, like, just developing, like, a good, like, one-off game. I think that's like if in that sense of like a good one-off game, like every two years or so, that's what I would want out of more even, than even it, it instead of a new Any, series. Anything you can do to like shorten that cycle, mm-hmm. right? You know? Um, so this is a big deal. At least I think it's a big deal, and I think this is kind of exciting. Um, 
And this is just rumors, so obviously EA hasn't come out and said anything. Mm-hmm. But, so there was a German uh, retail listing for Battlefield Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever, right? Of course it's going to happen because the game's coming out this year. Yeah. Um, the thing that it said, though... Um, under as a description for the game was tactical shooter set in World War One. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Ooh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, so it's been widely determined that the Germans are responsible for World War One and World War Two. Just be just on the consensus of the world at the time. We we forced Germany to take responsibility for World War One in its entirety, and they got it. And some German dude got it wrong, or he was just fucking with somebody. <laughs> Does it say he was fucking with somebody, or did he just like get it, it just, wrong? It was a retail outlet that put out the description, and then they. Wiped it. Then they just said tactical shooter. The Germans know better. (laughs) They know better. Apart from your hate on the Germans right now, um, (laughs) what do you think about a game being set in World War One? I would love it. I think it's awesome. I like the idea. Obviously, it'd be very intense because World War One was horrible. It was hell on earth. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's. It's sitting in a trench, getting trench foot, having rats eat away at your foot while you're constantly being bombed with mustard gas and, and artillery shells. Yeah. And then the only way you can gain ground is if you charged out of your trench and into the enemy trench and then <laughs> conducted hand-to-hand combat with trench knives, um, like trench sweeps, which is essentially just giant-ass shotguns. And trench guns. Which, yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's trench just, sweepers. Oh, my God, dude. It's, but it would be a fun game, kind of. <laughs> I mean, as much fun as Vietnam could possibly be. Yeah. But I think I think it would lend itself really well to a first-person shooter. I mean, if it, it's it's Battlefield, and if anyone can handle it, they can do it. Yeah, definitely. And, and hopefully, you know, we I I like to think of things as a pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. So we had what started off the pendulum going in one direction with modern warfare. Uh, the original Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, yeah. started going in one direction, and everybody follows suit. Now we have nothing but modern shooters. Yeah. I'm hoping this is going to start the pendulum going back mm-hmm. to you know World War II or... Or at least you know, interest like in that war, sense. You know, yeah. Because um, it was Bad Company 2 that had the Vietnam uh, you know variant to it, right? Yeah. And that was actually pretty fun and really cool to, to play through. And I, I think World War One is a, a time period where it's been neglected game-wise and story-wise. It's very interesting, very rich. And well, I think now it's it's just more uh, possible technologically. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, it wouldn't be hard to render the environments. I mean, it's all been just it's desolate wasteland. But 10, 15 years ago, doing smoke effects for like mustard mm-hmm. gas would have been really difficult <laughs> to do. Yeah. Now you can make it look. You know, realistic. Mm-hmm. Now you can make it look really, really nice. I think like it would lend itself really well to like 
the guys who did uh, Bioshock because theirs was very story driven and took a backseat on action, even though it was very action packed. I think like a World War One game would be great story wise, you know, and then like have that be a focus by you know that by the creators, and then have the action be second, but still ramp it up. I really would hope high. that if you did a World One shooter, like as far as the story goes. Um, you would just follow the story of multiple different people mm-hmm. as opposed to the common narrative of having a, a main protagonist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the story of the guy who's in that sniper tower. I'd like mm-hmm. to see the guy who is uh, sneaking around, stealthily killing people in trenches. Yeah. And I would also like to play a story of the guy who is being forced to charge yeah. into someone else's charge trench. trench. You know? Have the, have, or play the guy who's in the biplane, like shooting mm-hmm. people down, or the guy who's rolling It's so around varied. Tank, you can you do yeah. like a, so many different kinds of things, like air fighting game, like you said. Yeah. And then the old tanks they used to have that could only go side to side. Man, that would be nuts too. Like, yeah, I think that would be fun, a fun era to go into. Yeah. Hopefully we see it. Like I said, if anybody could innovate and make that happen, I think it's the Battlefield guys. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much defined... You know, shooters with uh, massive scales. Nineteen forty-two. Yeah, that kind of was a big push in the uh, shooter multiplayer direction. So, hopefully, that's true. It would make me very happy to see a game set in World War One. I. I don't think I've ever played a game set in World War, other than like Valiant Hearts. But yeah. I mean, like a first-person shooter kind. I of think thing. there was one, and it was designed to be ultra realistic. And if you got shot, essentially you were dead. No, no regenerative health. No like health bar. No HUD. No anything. Once you got shot, you were done. And uh, and, and uh, like, I can't remember exactly. <laughs> you got trench foot. <laughs> you got you got lice and you got rickets. And so but yeah, it was only the one game though. I'm not sure exactly what it's called anymore. But yeah. it happened once, but it only happened one time. So. And then there's technically more stuff I can talk about, but I guess I'll talk about this and kind of decide if I want to talk about anything else in games today. But uh, this is something I'm sure you're very excited for, Chop. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon, which yes. is going to be the new generation of Pokemon. Yes. Um, and ice cream. Has been announced and will be out fall 2016. So um, um, I am so excited to get a new generation of Pokemon. So excited! Yeah. Like with auras, it was cool going back to Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, but like, just I don't know. Every time, like with X and Y with that release, with Black and White with that release, it's just finding new Pokemon just makes me so happy. <laughs> makes you feel like a kid again. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, even I love even it. if the Pokemon, you know, this is obviously generation bias because we all grew up with Generation One. <laughs> you know, obviously I have probably the strongest affinity for that and maybe the Pokemon in silver uh, silver and gold but that doesn't mean I'm not as excited to find new Pokemon you know, yeah. even even if one of them is an ice cream Pokemon, like I can still get it. I, can still <laughs> I just can't it, get. You know? I just I just can't get over the fact no, that they, no, okay, the one they that have some me, ridiculous ones the out one there. The one that dude. got me with the fucking keys. I don't want a key Pokemon, man. A trash Pokemon? Yeah, there's well, some... I can do trash. <laughs> okay, but keys, come on now. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, what if, what if a baby, what if you, you know, you have baby's keys and they're playing with, like, the keys because of, like, the sounds of it, which is just hand, like, a baby in the Pokemon world, like, 
so, a cleave key, and you're just like, here you go. <laughs> just shoot. He's all biting on him. He's <laughs> left. He's all like metal slash. <laughs> God damn. Kill your baby. What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> there goes your baby. <laughs> Just on world news, Clef keeps killing babies all over the world. <laughs> but, uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, did you guys just watch the trailer for it, or did you? I, I, I watched the trailer. Heard I, anything I, about Pokemon? I've, I've done plenty of research. They didn't really show much in that trailer. A couple of, uh, um, you know, art um, for it, right. and they did it. They showed like a, a not like a three D skeleton. Of one of the Pokemon, yeah, of a bird, yeah. So that, so that bird, I guess, is supposed to be the Pidgey of the game. Fuck birds. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like roll around till I find a dragon. That's gonna be my flying Pokemon. But um, yeah, so uh, I heard it was supposed to be based, kind of like how um, X and Y was based in France. Yeah. It's supposed to be based in Singapore. Hmm. Um, just, just from the the drawings people got yeah. on the wall, like I guess one of the, like the water gym uh, looks like a hotel. That's it looks exactly like a hotel in Singapore. So that's what I heard. That uh, that's what's going on with that. That, that sounds a lot pretty of cool. Are theorizing that um, at the end of this one. Uh, because one of the comments that I think the announcer made that it said it's coming like full circle. Yes. That um, people are speculating that after the game you'll be able to visit other areas mm-hmm. of the Pokemon world. So obviously every generation is a different region yeah. in the Pokemon universe. So you know people are speculating that you'll be able to go to a different region after the end of the game, hmm. which is exciting. Yeah, I think it's, it's always really fun. exciting. It, it adds so much replay value to play through the game and then you're like oh well now I can go battle all these other gyms in this other area that if you've been playing the other ones you've already done before but that doesn't make any less I mean like it's not going to stop anybody from right. doing it again exactly. anyway right if anything you're just like oh well, I know where all the secret things are yep. <laughs> yeah um, so I heard that I heard uh, like some of the regions were going to be Kanto yeah and um, oh, I can't think of it right now but I know there was two of them where they said like the the new region was going to be like to the north of Kanto, and then you can just kind of like to swim over there. It'd be pretty cool. It would make me. Cool. Uh, that would definitely make me very excited. I'm um, interested in why they called it Sun and Moon. Well, obviously, I mean, you're, it's not. I don't think it's enough to warrant. Because uh, we have a Sun Rock Pokemon and a Moon Rock Pokemon. Right. Obviously, I don't think that they're going to turn them into legendaries Damn or anything. No. But um, I don't know. It makes me curious mm. because um, with most of their games, the name sort of makes sense. Yeah, in a way. like X, there's Xerneas. Yeah. Y was Evil Tall. Um, yeah. Like gold and silver, obviously, Koo is goldish, Lugia is silverish. So I'm wondering what, where they're going with this, with the whole sun and moon thing. The moon and the sun are really Pokemon. <laughs> there is a moon Pokemon. Yeah, okay, I thought I was being a smartass, but apparently there, there's a moon, there's a moon rock Pokemon yeah, and, and a sun rock yeah. Pokemon. Okay, that's not stupid. <laughs> I just hope that they are like we're gonna put the sun rock Pokemon in the moon one. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, but I'm, I'm sure they have something that they're um, I, that they're gonna be coming out with. That's gonna be pretty cool. Trust Pokemon. To do a great job. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, other than that, there was a Nintendo Direct uh, a couple days ago. Um, 
nothing really new was announced. There's going to be a new uh, Kirby game for the 3DS. Um, they kind of showed a new trailer for Star Fox and a couple other games. Um, I think the biggest news that came out of that that people were most excited about was um, the 3DS is going to have uh, Super Nintendo Virtual Console games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, you'll be able to play those on your 3DS. Oh, that's which is so pretty awesome. awesome. That's um, awesome. But other than that, I don't think there was really any uh, really big news coming out of that. Just mm-hmm. kind of showing stuff that's coming out in the next couple months. Nothing, no big shows because I'm sure they're kind of you know holding their hand tight for E3. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's it uh, as far as gaming news goes, unless you guys have uh, anything else that you can think of that's happened. No, no, I can't think of anything. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be back with the movie news in just a second, you guys. Talk to me that way, child. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, so we are back from our pleasant little break, and movie news is what's next on the chopping block. And to start things off, we have trailers. Lots of trailers. Lots of trailers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, first one, Hardcore Henry. Uh, did so? You guys saw Hardcore Henry trailer? Yes. Yeah. What do you guys think yeah. of it? Yeah, Other than being I, sick. <laughs> Too much. Like, hey, it's weird because I always thought, like, oh, like, a first a movie shot completely in first person, that's got to be look kind of neat. But then after watching that trailer, just after watching that trailer, I was like, holy shit, I'm tired of it. That's going to be very, like, I'm going to feel very disoriented mm-hmm. watching, especially if you go watch it in a fucking theater. Yeah. Um, it just was too much for me. Too much. Couldn't do it. Like so, uh, these are from the same guys who've been making these YouTube videos. Chop, you've been we kind of talked yeah, about so. it quickly a little bit, um, in the break. But uh, essentially, there's uh, this guy who's running away from some dudes in suits, and he's carrying a briefcase, and it's about like 15 minutes long, and uh, it's made by the same guys using the same rig that sits just uh, below the person's head that's supposed to just allow them to move freely. Um, and this is a full narrative movie shot entirely in first person and it has uh, a couple guest uh, appearances from Tim uh, Tim Roth and uh, that guy from District 9 and I can't remember his fucking name so it looks interesting and it looks cool is it a single shot movie do you know uh, it's more than likely a single shot movie um, uh, because there's no way you can really experience a first person shooter <laughs> of type of type of, game, type I, of movie. I just, just want to see the sequence where he's like stuck in traffic, being like, "What the fuck? God damn it! <laughs> Fucking move, car!" Okay, a movie has to take like a major shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do we see him, like, fucking writing on the walls and shit? No, you see him, like, like, scrolling through Facebook. Jimmy was here. (laughs) For a good time. (laughs) It's like, so, I don't don't know. Like, it's like, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be any cuts, or the the cuts that they do have are going to be very well hidden. So, Um, if they do that, um, we can assume this will be, like, uh, a story where it's like, okay, you have this mission to deliver this thing within, like, an hour or so. Mm-hmm. 
or you know, two hours, however long the fucking yeah. movie is. Probably it's probably gonna be short. I'm seeing like maybe like an hour twenty, probably. hour thirty minutes. Because like two hours of just pretty much the same thing over and over. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a great mechanic. Like a quick mechanic mm-hmm. and something like I, you know, like in an action sequence. It's a novelty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. It, and it, it's it's a cookie. Yeah, cookies are great. I love fucking cookies. But you can't feed me an hour and a half of cookies, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I can but I see what you're saying. You know, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, I can eat one cookie, I'll be fine. If I eat 30 cookies, I'm, I'm going to love it. But I'll, be, I'll probably be sick. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, like, pretty much the only reason why I really want to bring this up is because for a while, people were talking about uh, the new VR headsets that are becoming out. Oculus Rift, the one that uh, Samsung's yeah. working on, yeah. um, the stuff that's Sony's working on too. Uh, Even with the cheaper stuff that you can do with your phone, like yeah, you know, like artwork's kind of yeah, slide. exactly. Like the cardboard goggles thing you can put on and just slide your phone into. Um, they've been talking about how that can open up avenues for movies. I think this is one of those avenues that people are trying to open up, and I think that that's exactly what we're going to see with this kind of movie. But is even that, watching this in VR, I feel it would be even more disorienting. Yeah, I think so. Like. Seeing, being in first person, seeing all this stuff happen, and trying to manipulate your world, but not being able to because you're watching a movie, I think would be a little weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it's not going to be happy. It's not going to be perfect the first go around. Right. But I think this is one of those stepping stones where that's exactly what these people are trying to do, and they're trying to get. I think with this, they're trying to get funding for something else. Yeah. They're trying to show this is this is viable in a in a major motion picture in a wide release movie and that this can be viable in another sense with this and I just think it's another avenue VR can go down not necessarily to be any good but well, I'm definitely gonna go I'm gonna go see it, it. I'm gonna go see it yes. just to see how it is okay so now we're gonna go from that to something completely different uh, and we're gonna kind of dial back the clock into our childhoods do you guys ever watch uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys remember loving the shit out of that movie as much as I did? Because <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pee-wee is making another another movie. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Vacation or uh, Big Holiday yeah. uh, is a Netflix original movie that's coming out and I'm just excited about it. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's... Uh, Paul was, Rubens is I, fucking awesome. I, yeah, I love Paul Rubens so my one concern is obviously as an adult I'm not going to have the same affinity as I would have yeah. had for Pee Wee Herman when I was a kid, and especially now, even more so, being mm-hmm. an adult um, and watching this, it's going to be a little like if you would have put this out a few years after, you know, Big Adventure, yeah. right? If you were a big top Pee Wee or something know, sooner, sooner than you know, I feel like it would have more of an effect. Um, I don't want to say it's grasping at straws, but it definitely has uh, yeah. you know work cut out to be seen as a. Respective entry in the series, yeah. right? You know, it, it definitely has to put in work, and, and not that I am doubting that it will. Netflix mm-hmm. seems to be pretty good about the stuff that they make, exactly. But that's nah, still a little skeptical. Yeah, I mean, the skepticism should be there definitely. Uh, it's just that, I mean, 
I'm just excited about a new Pee Wee movie. <laughs> I mean, like I didn't ever expect them to make another Pee Wee movie, and uh, you know, Big Adventure was just really, really fun watch. There's so a lot of really good memories surrounding that movie. You know, you know, telling Big March sent you and all that other shit. It's just, uh, you know, it's fantastic and fun. So I just kind of excited about that. And now, uh, how many of you guys are Punisher fans? Who doesn't love the Punisher is my biggest question. Yeah. So, like, the Punisher has been one of my favorite characters uh, since I started reading Marvel Comics. And uh, now, uh, you know, with this new uh, uh, season of of, uh, Daredevil coming out, um, we have a new trailer featuring uh, John Barenthal as the Punisher a lot more in this. And they show his methodical approach to killing everybody (laughs) and everything else. So, like, what did you guys think when you saw the trailer? I am very excited for the next season of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And I really think that uh, for a character like Daredevil or the Punisher, um, not being bogged down by an hour and a half in the theater, Mm -hmm. and even more so because it's a Marvel-owned property, Marvel said, I think this week, that they have no plans to do any kind of R-rated uh, movies in the future at all. Yeah. Only the Fox studio has come out and, you know, with Deadpool mm-hmm. and so they're going to do R-rated stuff. So I think TV is obviously the best bet. Exactly. For something. For, I, I've been thinking just, for years that Punisher lent itself to an HBO series yeah. perfectly. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and on top of that, they announced that there's going to be a Punisher spinoff um, after, uh, I believe, the Daredevil series is done. I'm not entirely sure. Or the end of the third um, season. I'm not, not right. entirely for sure on the logistics. But a uh, new Punisher series is going to be hitting uh, Netflix along with uh, Heroes for Hire, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Um so um, all these new series coming in with these street level characters, uh, I feel like they're setting up another universe for Marvel to explore, television wise, Netflix, well at least you know uh, yeah. series wise. And the only thing I can really be worried about right now is them just like completely uh, over expanding their reach and everything just kind of falling apart. I wouldn't be too worried about that. I mean, Marvel has been so smart about the way they've been doing everything. Um, Netflix might push for something a little more, but they're putting out TV just as often as they were on TV. I mean, look at uh, DC with uh, Flash or... Um, Arrow or any of their other shows. The new Supergirl, uh, Supergirl series that they got, yeah, too. Even that, they have, um, you know, all these CW shows that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's all doing very, very well. So I don't see why Marvel can't do the same thing. Yeah. If anything, I feel like they're probably a little safer doing it since yeah. they have uh, experience building a universe, you know. I think the only criticism I have is I would rather have Tom Jane as the Punisher. I love Tom Jane. Um, everyone I keep talking to this about, they always say I would rather have Tom Jane as the Punisher instead of John Barenthal. But Barenthal's good, you know, a good yeah, actor. Protect him, Rick. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, yeah, you even have like the John Barenthal haircut right now too. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a fatter, lighter skinned version of him. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> With glasses. Um, so uh, all these trailers, and we finally have the Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. Um, the final trailer, final trailer, Anybody which I did not watch. Coming out um, next week, so yeah. um, just made that final uh, yeah. push. Um, this movie's already uh, tracking to open at I think three hundred and forty million. Mm-hmm. Um, not that surprising. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it ends. So up, everyone knows my skepticism and harsh criticisms of this movie series. But Chop, what are your skepticism and harsh yeah, criticisms? Dude, it looks terrible. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I'm the only one. I'm going to watch it. it a chance. I'm, like, I'm going to watch I, it. I don't feel like it's going to be that bad. Um, I just don't. There's going to be a lot going on, and it's going to be like some of it is going to like slodge through. But um, Ben Affleck looks like a fucking great Batman. I never had doubts as him as Batman ever. Yeah, I have my doubts in the director. And him being able to make a movie that's actually entertaining. So, that's where my criticisms and skepticisms lie. But, I mean, I think this will... This is that step in... This is a rickety step for DC, where if they fail to stick the landing... They're suck. I mean, they're just really imagine good. if it fails. Yeah, you know, it, it won't, it won't oh, fail. I can tell you that. But if it's not as critically acclaimed as they want it to be, that's going to end up being a problem for them in the future. With something like Aquaman, that isn't going to doesn't have that big name recognition, mm-hmm. and you know that pool to make you go watch the movie you know um it it's gonna affect him in the future if they try to introduce new characters you know if if the avengers movies and all the uh you know it's i don't want to call them prequels but the standalone films right Mm -hmm. um if all those had been bad something like guardians wouldn't have been as successful. It wouldn't have been right. made. Yeah. Right. So it's one of those things where we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, as of right now, I'm still sort of excited for it. Like I said, Ben Affleck, I'm pretty excited to see him as Batman. Um, and you know, depending on his performance, it can really get me hyped for what will be eventually be his standalone Batman yeah. film. You know. Um. Ben Affleck should be the one making all of this right now. He's the, he's the only celebrity I know out there who's actually a DC fan through and through. Yeah. And he should have been the one making all this stuff, not, not Snyder. Yeah. I, I can probably get behind that. Yeah. I feel like with Snyder, they're like, ah, we signed this contract with him and we have to have him direct a couple more It's movies. like It's like he sucked all of our dicks. I mean, like... All of our dicks. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of be yeah, fucked up yeah. if we didn't let him do it. So, but, but yeah, that's supposed to open um, next week, I believe. Right, first week of March, something like that. This weekend, maybe it was this weekend. I have no idea. I don't know. I it's okay. So like, I'm not sure if it's just because I haven't paid attention to it, or maybe that their marketing sucks that hard. Because I can't. I don't know when this is coming out. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean. I'm constantly seeing advertising all over the place, but I can't for the life of me remember the release date. Yeah. How, how fucked up would it be if that's what causes it to fail so hard? Is that they go like, you know, we forgot to put the release date in all the commercials. Shit! No! Yeah. This thing, all the theaters are just vacant. 
no one bothered to go show up to those movies. Ugh, it'd be horrible. Yeah, all I know, all I know is that it is this month, and I'm not gonna see it on the release date. It's not like Deadpool. No, you no. Know, like, it, it, oh, I'm definitely gonna go watch it, but. You know, it'll be like a couple weeks from yeah. now. Yeah, it'll just be like whenever I get the chance. On a, on a Saturday, it's like, yeah. Saturday, Monday, like, I guess I'll go watch Or like Sunday before everyone gets out of church yeah. and yeah. decides yeah. to go to the movies or whatever. All right, so uh, enough of bitching and complaining about how horrible, <laughs> about the, how horrible that looks and how garbage it's probably going to be as a what movie. What if, like, in a couple weeks we come back and we're like, Damn, all that's right, a good ass right, movie. So, so Batman vs. Superman, you're fucking good, you guys. I, hey, I said that I will eat my words if, like, if it's a good movie. Like I said, the one thing that upsets me, and we talked about this at the top of the show, is that we are getting the PG-13 movie, and the R-rated uh, movie is R-rated um, because it has more violent action sequences. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. So I mean, like DC's already trying to go for like the more darker, edgier side of everything right now, and not having like any jokes or anything in it at all. <laughs> so I mean, like, why not just take the extra step and just fucking say fuck it and just have it be R rated? I mean, it maybe people are going to take their kids anyway. People are going to take their kids. Because it's Batman. Because right. it's Superman. Right. Dude, so I saw people be- take their kids to fucking Deadpool. That's because not a lot of people know Deadpool. You know? Like, people know Superman. People know Batman. But Deadpool's mm. one of those characters where if you didn't read the comics growing up, That's true. you really know yeah. who Deadpool is. Okay. That's true. They just see, like, oh, it's a, it's a Marvel movie. It's hey, he looks like, like Spider-Man. It's going to be like the Avengers. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that and like, then there's, oh. And then there's... Yeah, and then there there's pegging and dong in that movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> a lot more pegging than I thought there would be in that movie. You know, they about like a, two seconds too much, but that's just me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and like I said, the only thing I'm upset about is that I, I, obviously this would be kind of difficult, but to have a PG-13 version of the movie and a R-rated version of the movie release at the same time in theaters have. Mm, that's not going to vote have six. That's iffy. Have six screenings of the PG-13 one and one of the R-rated one. Yeah. That would, I, obviously, that would be I very know, difficult to pull off. I think people who want to see the R-rated version, they're going to buy the, they're gonna buy the Blu-ray. But, that, you know, if if I watch it, like, you're taking away the experience of going to the movies, right? Right. That's It's a big action-packed film that you want to watch on the big screen. Yeah, I but, guess. Whatever. Whatever. This is still stupid. Um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so we have um, two big sequels uh, that are being uh, pushed through production. Uh, one of them is Mary Poppins. Uh, no one, I don't think, would ever really expect that movie to ever get a sequel. Yeah, I ever. feel like it was very, you know, it, it ended in a way. Well, obviously, like, Mary Poppins flew away at the end yeah. of the movie. I mean, because yeah. I know it's based off a series of books. Um, it's just... Eternal Mary I, Poppins. I just don't think it's... I just didn't think it was going to lend itself to another movie, especially, you know, like, 40 years later. Hmm. So I know nothing about the sequel. So, what, do, the premise is essentially Mary Poppins comes back 
for the for the boy that she takes care of in the mm-hmm. first Mary Poppins, and it, he's an adult. It's his and family she comes back to take care of his kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and as star is going to have Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, and Emily Blunt's great. Yeah. She's a fantastic yeah. actress. Not to mention, uh, you know, I'm not sure if she's seen photos uh, of her as Mary Poppins. And she does it work? Well, she looks like it. Yeah, it's fucking great. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if like she can sing or not. I haven't heard her sing at all. But uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's just it's just kind of a weird. We'll see. Decision I mean, for a do you sequel. Know who's producing? No, I do not. Um, it's just something I kind of saw and I didn't really dig too much into at the time because I didn't have a lot of information on it other than the fact that Emily Blunt was going to be it's in like, it. okay, if like Disney's behind this, then we're going to be fine. But if it's... Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure it's Disney. But if you were pretty sure that Pan was Disney I'm pretty, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so, that's true. You know, that, that's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, if... If well, I mean, if it's a Mary Poppins follow-up of sequel of the Disney film and not some new original story or some prequel, it's got to be Disney. Yeah. Like, like, sequels don't change from company to company. No, but you can get away with being like, oh, this is definitely the kid. She can come in and be like, they just, do you they remember don't, me taking care of you in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't say the motherfucker's name. It's just, it's just so like, hey, you. Oh, wait, oh, you remember me? His monogram with like, <laughs> <laughs> everything. So, and the other big sequel is uh, a sequel of one of my favorite movies uh, called Blade Runner. Uh, it's kind of like the movie that, like, it's one of the movies that kind of made Ridley Scott what he is today. Blade uh, Runner. That and like Blade Runner and Alien. The only thing that makes me concerned about this before you even get into it is just Blade Runner and the Crystal Skull. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want something like that to happen. Like, I would well, assume that they're not going to have Harrison Ford in it. Well, Harrison Ford, he is going to be in it. And he's going to play the same character. He's going to play Decker. Uh, from the original movie, but uh, the main focus of the movie is going to be on uh, this new Blade Runner, played by Ryan Gosling. Um, it's uh, going to be produced by Ridley Scott, directed by Dennis Villeneuve, who did Sicario, um, which also got some Oscar no- uh, nominations for um, the last year. Uh, and he's uh, here. We go. Uh, Sci-fi Classic will serve as executive producer. Frank Gusera and Tim Gable heads to Thunderbird, film, Thunderbird Films will also serve as executive producers along Bill Carrero, who did Terminator Genesis and The Golden Compass. Um, Alcon shooting is set for July with Villeneuve and celebrated um, cinematographer Roger Deakins. Um, and so they have like a really good group of people who are working on this. Um, it's just kind of also strange that there's a sequel set you know, this 30 years later, exactly this yeah. far into the future. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys have seen Blade Runner. I watched it recently, actually. Um, I love the movie. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's one of those movies where it's like, which of the 80,000 endings are they going to, to use to you to base the sequel off of, you mm-hmm. know, because, there's just so many endings out there where it's just like, eh. Yeah, well, I mean, the director's cut is the best way to go. Ridley Scott's director's cut is the best route for them to kind of go after that movie. But, you know, it's but then up the, to the problem you run with that is, okay, these people saw the movie in the theater, uh, saw a theatrical release. 
uh, they're not yep. going to remember it. <laughs> yeah. I'm guaranteeing you, man, like, I have hard times remembering certain parts of that movie because there's so much and it's so long. It's like two, two and a half hours, three hours long. It's fucking nuts. And I'm curious if they're going to keep the shitty future cityscape that they have in that I movie. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, dude. Especially those flying cars, dude. Ah, oh, I thought it was dope. <laughs> or it's just like, eh. I mean, like, I mean, like, like, and also the fact, like, there was like so much like world building in that movie too. I mean, there was a whole other language, which is a mix of Japanese, Spanish, and English, all kind of put together into some weird gobbledygook. Speak two thirds of that language. Yeah, (laughs) I I can only speak one of that fucking language. Um, And like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's uh, just get me wrong. I'm I'm talking a whole bunch of shit, but I'm excited. I'm I'm pretty excited for this too. I'm not sure how it's going to go turn out. Yeah, I mean, I like Blade Runner. Um, uh, You know, the world that uh, Philip K. Dick set up is just this very... It's a world that seems like it can easily be turned into, you know, something more. Yeah. Um, And my only concern is, like I said, I don't want this to end up like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where we have Harrison Ford in there we have uh, a new person in there but it just doesn't work out obviously I have uh, more hope for Ryan Gosling than Shia LaBeouf but you know so uh, that that was actually gonna be the last bit of movie news, but actually there's one more that I just remembered I had. Uh, so did you, you guys saw Pacific Rim? Yes. Yep. Did you guys enjoy Pacific Rim? Yeah. yeah. How much did you say you guys enjoyed it? Enough for a sequel? Yeah, I'd watch another one. I'd sure. watch one. Yeah. Okay, so they're finally making a sequel, but Guillermo del Toro is not going back to direct. Uh, it's gonna be the guy who did the Spartacus series on uh, Stars, and he also served as uh, executive producer on uh, Marvel's Daredevil series yeah so it's finally back on track and it's actually happening so yeah it's good good way to end end movie news on a a good positive note like that i just hope that um gdt is uh you know gonna be there at the very least to produce or pretty sure he's gonna be something rather dude he produces everything almost i mean like you look at a list of producers on on a a bunch of movies but he's like always in there somewhere Always, his greasy heart warms mine. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's nice to see like fat Mexicans can make something out of their lives, you know. I mean, like and I feel way, better about myself. Greasy heart is a direct quote from him, not me calling, <laughs> calling him a fatty, um, even though he is toast a fatty. <laughs> but like, but like you know, his, his talks with with uh, Kojima make me very excited for the future of what you know, whatever project he's working on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm pretty fucking excited. For just all the shit he does, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's uh, it for movie news. I guess we can talk about. Uh, I, I don't know if we talked about uh, Death House. No, no. Uh, I, actually, I actually glossed over that because fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> uh, but Death House, uh, the best way to put it is just The Expendables, but for horror movie characters. Mm-hmm. Robert England, Danny Trejo. Oh, dude, this sounds dope. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert England, for those who don't know, is Freddy Krueger. He is Freddy Krueger. He's played Freddy Krueger in seven fucking movies. Yeah. So it sounds just really cool. It's exciting. I mean, it's just going to be one of those... uh 
hopefully, like, I, it, it's weird to call it The Expendables, but, I mean, for what The Expendables is, it's not a bad movie. Right. You know, he, neither of the sequels. You, you have all these action guys that are just going to be quippy with each other mm-hmm. and quoting their stuff. Like, that's kind of what I want to see out of, like, a kind <laughs> of uh, I would hope that it's a semi-cheesy kind of a horror movie. That's the only way you can have it. You know, so... It's pretty exciting. I don't think they announced anything other than it's kind of in production. Mm-hmm. Exciting thing, though. Okay. So uh, let's move on to the last bit. Uh, so the Oscars um, happened last weekend. Who's Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Johnny. That's my dress. <laughs> so uh, the, the Academy Awards, then, you fuckers, uh, happened, <laughs> happened last weekend. Look how mad he's. I know. <laughs> um, and uh, there's been uh, quite a bit of controversy surrounding this. Um, it, we kinda, it was kind of dull. Uh, this is the first time I'm ever saying this, like, and I, you know, which is weird because everyone thinks they're boring, but I love it to death. Um, and yeah, uh, like I myself, like I like the idea of the of uh, the Academy Awards, um, but I just can't find myself to sit through all of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just next day or near the end of the day, catch all the highlights, yeah. watch uh, the opening monologue, mm-hmm. uh, and then just zoom through all the uh, winners and losers. You know. Yeah. Because I don't want to sit here and watch acceptance speeches. Yeah. They, well, you see, they, they tried something new this year where they had uh, a crawler uh, at, yeah, the, the crawl at the bottom of the, the yeah. at the bottom of the screen where they had like you know the, you know this person would like to thank all this long list of people. <laughs> but I feel like, uh, but they still did it anyway. Yeah, I feel like it didn't really help that much anyway. Because we want to thank the studio, we want to thank our producers, we want to thank our families, and they name everybody individually and everything. And you know it uh, it. Uh, you know, still it still happened, and the most famous ones I think that happened was with uh, Alejandro Inuritu, where the music played, and he just said "fuck you" and just kept talking <laughs> through the music. And same with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio finally he finally won his yeah. Academy Award for Best I mean, Actor. For him, Shit, I, just fucking let him be on stage. It's like, like they, they tried to play the music, and then he just kept talking, and they just was like, "Okay, just back <laughs> down, man. Just back the fuck down." And like, he's you, been waiting long enough for this. Like, Dude, he's been nominated like seven times, yeah. and he finally won. I mean, like, you don't get nominated, like, seven times and not win just because, you know, you're not good enough. It's just there, there's been always oversights. There's always, you know, things that happen that don't allow you to get that award or just some, you know, stupid along those lines. Um, and uh, he finally, finally won, you know, and it, it's been nice. I think he should have won, like a, like, a while ago for other roles, but, you know, hey, you know, he... Finally got yeah, it. He, 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 he mostly he, like he won not for this role, but for everything else he's done. Like the last, like you know, since his career almost started with like Gilbert Grape. And did, you know? did you watch that? Have you guys seen that video where at the end, um, I guess he's getting his Oscar engraved or something, and then he's like, um, "So do you guys do this every year?" And the girl's like, "Yeah, yeah, we do this every year." And he goes, "Well, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Oh, that man, funny. that sounds awesome. So he just seems like he has a, you know, kind of very, like... He has a, he has a pretty good attitude so, about yeah, it. Somewhat yeah. humble attitude about it, while st- still being a little snarky, being like, "Okay, you know, it's about fucking time." Right? <laughs> I, I think I think now is like now. Okay, I won. I'm gonna be a huge asshole about everything right now. It's like so. Um, they, I'm gonna run through the quick list of winners um, for uh, the year. Um, writing original screenplay went to Spotlight. Uh, writing for adapted screenplay went to Big Short. Um, visual effects went to Ex Machina. Uh, sound mixing, uh, Mad Max. 
Max Fury Road, Sound Editing, Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Short- Max webs. Yeah. A lot of like, technicals. None, none of the really, really big ones, but... They got was, a bunch. Yeah, it, it got swept a lot. enough. Technicals, you know, and like then, six, like... seven? I think so. Like, I think they walked away with the like most effects, statues. Yeah. And stuff like and that, like yeah. uh, Especially special effects. I mean, costume like, if they design, didn't win... I think they, yeah, they won that, Costume, too. hair, makeup, and then, like... Rightfully so. That, yeah. That, the, they looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They were so... It was so spot-on perfect. Um, see, short film, live action, went to Stutterer, uh, short film animated, Bear Story, uh, production design, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, music went to uh, Writings on the Wall for Spectre by, I can't remember the singer's uh, name. Sam Smith, I think? I think so. He was like, I, think was... I can't remember, I don't know what band he's in, but yeah. That I think guy. he's just like a solo, okay. solo dude. Um, see, uh, best original music went to Ennio Marconi for Hateful Eight, uh, the score was brilliant. Um, makeup and hairstyling, Mad Max Fury Road, foreign language films, Son of Saul, uh, film editing, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, documentary short, Girl in the River, um, documentary went to the Amy Winehouse documentary, directing went to The Revenant for Alejandro uh, Inarritu, uh, costume design, Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> um, cinematography went to The Revenant, uh, animated feature film went to Inside Out obviously because right. it's Disney Pixar and they own that motherfucking Oscar um, actress supporting role Elisa Vikander uh, actor in a supporting role Mark Rylance actress in leading role Brie Larson uh, actor in a leading role Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. finally um, best picture went to Spotlight which is one that kind of surprised me um, Spotlight got some a lot of nominations a lot more than I thought and they won for best original screenplay however did not expect it to win best picture yeah really really thought it was hoping we would go to the martian or mad max but unfortunately it didn't swing that way yeah i think that was one of those surprises yeah. for sure yeah i think most people weren't tracking it to win best picture mm-hmm. um it, it was on, some, on a lot of people's short list, but uh, I don't think a lot of people thought it would win off, the yeah. off that list. But uh, So those are the list of winners. Um, and uh, the big news stories that are coming out of this is uh, Chris Rock hosting. Um, what, what did you think of Chris Rock hosting? I he's a good host. I mean, um, obviously addressed the race issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um but he's, he's he's a fun, charismatic kind of guy. He's so. funny, and he's great at what he does. And um, even though a lot of people now know him for being in fucking shitty Adam Sandler movies like Grown Ups, <laughs> um, a lot of his stuff is uh, older stuff is fucking fantastic. I mean, like CB4, movie's great. And, uh, and his old stand-ups are fantastic and yeah. very, very sharp and very, very witty. Um, but I kind of feel like, you know, like he at one point he said that, you know, the night's about not about race, it's about the movies. But then yeah, they kept bringing it up throughout the entire night and it kind of got tiring and we got okay we get it can we just kind of move on to the whole reason why we're here which is for the movies um but then he also did uh this joke uh, about halfway through the night i think where he was talking about the people who tally the uh votes and he brought out uh three asian kids (laughs) (laughs) with all briefcases and like one of them had like a jewish last name or something and um and then people were going people did the whole like some people laughed and other people went Oh yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and uh, sure enough, he said, um, "It's like." 
to say, um, like for those of you who aren't, who aren't laughing, these kids are the ones who made your cell phones. <laughs> or something along those lines. And people were pissed off after that. Like, but that was like the funniest joke of the night. Um, so, yeah, like, so like you can't ever get away from it. And like, I kind of feel that a lot of people are glossing over the few. I mean, it's not a whole bunch of diversity, but the diversity that was there um, in your retweet. I think Mexican yeah, dude, I think they one for best director. Um, Give props where it's due. Should have highlighted the the races, the non-white people who were there and won. Definitely highlighted those people as opposed to um, completely making it about the people who weren't there at all. If yeah, that makes any sense. I mean, like because I mean it may not have been a lot, but I mean the the little bit that is there, at least try and you know respect it just a little bit. Don't fucking gloss over just because it's not what you want. I mean, like it's there. You just have to you have to accept all of it, or you have to accept none of it. Yeah. And but you know these guys, you know, I mean, uh, Inuritu is is fucking a great director and uh, I, I can't remember his buddy's name who he has doing his uh, cinematography but he's been a great cinematographer he yeah. was nominated last year for uh, uh, for Birdman and you know it, it's there it's not a whole bunch but I mean it's at least it's somewhat there it's something at the very least yeah. and I was like and yeah so, guess but, the academy is less threatened by Mexicans than black people. Saying, well, they're because we built their fucking houses. <laughs> Obviously, we're doing we're doing a lot of the work for them. But yeah, so uh, that was the overall Oscars. good Oscars. Um, I think they said it's the lowest. Uh, every year, people watching in the last eight years. Everybody is uh, every year is the last is the lowest amount of people watching. <laughs> I saw I saw someone uh, put the blame on Chris Rock, and I was like, "Don't do that." No, like, it's not his fault. No, I it thought just, Chris Rock was great. It's just like the if Oscars I are just. It, I would have watched it for Chris Rock. Yeah, you know, it's just the Oscars aren't really all that entertaining. Yeah. Like it's it's not this like big draw of like something like if you were to watch the Grammys, you're going to see performances from people, and yeah. you know, if you were to watch. Um, I don't know, like the People's Choice Awards are going to do a lot more bits, a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, comedic things in there. And the Academy, they they want to keep it serious, and I think that's their kind of downfall yeah. to the effect. Uh, Pretty much. The um, and, yeah. I, I liked all the Kevin Hart jokes he was making at the Oscars. He was saying, uh, like, because uh, he was saying, uh, like, he thought, like, when people were saying he should... He should boycott. He should not be. He should not do the the hosting job. He thought about. It. He thought about it really hard, and then he was like, "Then he thought they're just gonna get Kevin Hart to do it anyway." <laughs> and, and so, uh, like, so he's that's when he decided to do it. And he said and he was making a bunch of jokes about Kevin Hart making like you know thirty movies in in a month or something like that. It was it was like all those jokes were hilarious. But uh, yeah, so all overall, a little boring for my taste. Um, but other than that, like there are some good moments in there. A lot yeah. of really good moments. Not a bad Oscars. Yeah. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Um. On that note, uh, unless you guys have anything else you guys need to bring up, I think uh, this will wrap up our news week this week. Yay! Pretty exciting. Very happy to have you here, Chop. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Now you can. Now that since you did your plugs in the first two minutes, <laughs> I don't know if I want to let you plug things again, but you know, let them know where they can find you um, if they want to catch your streams. Um, 
you know, make sure you say that now. All right. Again, uh, I'm a Call of Duty streamer. I'm also going to start streaming The Division. Um, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash Elite Gengar. Uh, Gengar, like the Pokemon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not the best, but I definitely make it entertaining. I try to make you laugh, and I scream like a little bitch. So make sure you tune in. Yes, he does. <laughs> I scream like a little bitch. We've known you for years enough to know that you scream yes. like a little bitch. <laughs> All right. So again, thanks for having me, guys. I yeah, appreciate definitely, it. for sure. Um, until then, you can always catch us uh, on Facebook. Uh, make sure you like, rate us on iTunes, leave a comment there. Uh, visit the website. Joe, we have a plan for a new segment that we need to get going. Yeah. Um, where we'll be uh, do, doing weekly recommendations, essentially, for things that we're either watching or have watched and we want to recommend to you. Uh, TV shows, movies, uh, you know, other stuff, whatever, comic books, whatever, whatever we're in the mood to recommend you. Um, should be a weekly segment, so make sure you're checking the website for that. Um, but other than that, um, let's get out of here. And we should be back uh, next week, you guys, with uh, some more awesome stuff. At the very least, we'll have a bonus block next week. Yeah. Hopefully, John will be there. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's in. <laughs> uh, until then,